Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be the most productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to my next live training on Friday, August 14th at noon Eastern. We're going to be talking about technology and your productivity. To register, Go to the link in the show notes or click the link in the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. You're in for a treat today on the show. Comedy Wood is my guest. We are going to talk about resilience, relationships, outsourcing, joy, and working on autopilot. It's a value-packed episode. So here's my conversation with Comedy Wood. Comedy, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Did I say your name right? You did. You got it. <laughs> you know, folks, I got to oh, tell you yours. this. Be- behind the scenes, uh, I love sharing this with my audience. I was saying her name wrong every time we were, we talked about five or 10 minutes before the, we press record. And then right before I said, are you ready? I said her name wrong again. And so I said, comedy, 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 comedy. And I said, please don't say her name wrong because with a name like Struchowski, I really appreciate saying people's names correctly. So comedy, I'm so thrilled you're here. I'm so thrilled that you don't have an easy name uh, because it, it gets my muscle, uh, gets my muscle back in my muscle memory and shaped her. No one not say people's names. That's right. That's right. You know, it's so funny because growing up, I used to hate having such a unique name and having it butchered. And now I actually find it um, I find it fun and humorous. And I also believe that people remember me. Yes. (laughs) Don't don't tell me how you shared with me before we started how people mispronounce your name because I may say it wrong during the show. I don't want to do that to you, comedy. So let's just let's keep it. Let's just move on. on. What's interesting, uh, listener, we're going to talk about resilience. So there's a little test of resilience for you. But before we get started, comedy, who are you and what do you do? Who am I? I am a mom of five. I actually live in North Carolina. I, beyond being a mom, I'm a certified life coach. So I am working with individuals on healing the relationship with themselves and helping them end the outsourcing of their self-worth so that they can go on to have healthy relationships with others. They can find joy defined by themselves, find success and happiness defined by them for themselves and uh, move from just living a life on autopilot to actually being engaged and enjoying their life. Wow, you just gave us an outline. You made my job easy for me, Comedy. We're just going to go down through these uh, this outline you gave us. So what do you mean by relationships with ourselves? Because I think a lot of people, when they think about relationships, they think of my spouse, my kids, my friends, my coworkers, my neighbors. What do you mean by a relationship with ourselves? So truthfully, all of those external relationships are only going to be healthy if the relationship and how we see ourselves is healthy as well and that we come from this whole and complete place when we're looking externally for other people i love that you know that quote from jerry Maguire of you complete me um you know back when i first watched the movie i was like oh my gosh it's so beautiful (laughs) and now i realize it's just silliness it's silliness because if we're looking for somebody to complete us we are always looking externally and that's the breeding ground for codependence. And so we really have to work on that relationship with ourselves. How do we see ourselves? If we value ourselves first and foremost, we see our worth for ourselves first and foremost. And we um, 
honor ourselves and anchor into our own core values and core gifts, when we go out into the world, people will then mirror that back to us. When we go out into the world and we don't have those things self-sourced and we're looking externally, again, that's when it's the breeding ground for toxicity. It's the breeding ground for all of the ick. Ick. Is that, is that a technical term you learned in your certified coaching, ick? So the thing about me is I am fully trained and certified, but I'm also really real. Okay. <laughs> so I love that. I don't think anyone's ever said the word ick on my podcast before. So congratulations for being a history maker. Yes. But it's interesting. Uh, do you remember the movie? Oh, my goodness. I can't think of the title. The There's a the character called uh, Mini-Me. What was that movie? Is uh, The Spy is a comedy with uh, Mike Myers. Oh, and you say, uh, yeah. mini me, you don't want us yeah. to be mini me. We don't want to be like, I, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. Well, I don't like his potty mouth, but I love what he does. But I don't want to be a mini Gary Vaynerchuk. I want to be right. Mark Stuchowski. You want to be comedy. And I think people yeah. are looking at other people. And you can certainly look at other people and go, man, I like what they're doing. How can I take what they're doing and tweak it for my life? That's okay. But when you copy someone, that's the problem. Absolutely. And I say that all the time. It, this We're not here to be carbon copies of each other. Mm. You know, we are here to, and that's my vision, right? Is to really stand for the, the magnificence of each person's individual human spirit. Mm. Not to say, let's try to be exactly like the next person. Because if we're all alike, then only one of us is necessary, correct? Correct. That's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I've heard that like a husband and wife are exactly alike with the exact same interests. Well, then one of you is not necessary because outside of procreation, you do and talk and say the, say everything's the same. So I, I think variety is a spice of life. And I think you need to learn from other people. But I do agree with you. You need to be authentically you. Like I remember about a year and a half ago. I told my audience that, you know, I recognize that I tend to talk fast. I tend to interrupt myself if a new thought comes in. I tend to trip over my words or use the wrong words. Now it's going to fix it. And my audience revolted. They said, no, don't do that because that's you. We know that we can't listen to you on any speed other than one X, probably 0.5 X actually, because I talk so fast. But they said, that's, that's you. We, we don't want you to change because if you change and you speak very professorial and you enunciate every word, well, that's no longer Mark Stuchowski. That's somebody. It sounds like him, but it's not really him. And so I embrace that. That's who I am. And I think more people have to be comfortable with who they are. If you stutter, well, don't don't get down on yourself. Say, this is who I am. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you talk fast because I do too. I was born and raised in Connecticut. And so coming to North Carolina, people were always like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> I get that here in Texas as well. Yes. You know, I got so much I want to say. I just, I just want to say it. And, you know, yeah, right. so yeah, you might, don't feel bad. You're not going to make me feel bad or comedy feel bad if you listen to this on 0.5x. We get it. We talk fast. If you have to slow it down so we sound normal, that's perfectly okay. So relationships with ourselves. You mentioned outsourcing. Now, to me, as a productivity expert, outsourcing is outsourcing your weaknesses. Let's say you don't like to do spreadsheets. You go find someone to do a spreadsheet for you. But what do you mean by outsourcing? Yeah, what I mean by outsourcing self-worth, it's when we look to other people to validate us or those external sources to validate us and tell us what we're doing is right or good enough. It's really getting into the 
the deep work of figuring out where those false centers or false identities came from, unveiling those to yourself, and then standing in this new way of um, showing up, right? Setting these new intentions and how do you commit to yourself to make sure that all of that is self-sourced? Do you think people outsource their self-worth because they're scared, they're intimidated by what's going on in the world? Why do you think people tend to do that? I think that there are a lot of reasons, but I do believe that uh, uh, many times there are common, there are a few common false identities that we acquire when we're younger, whether it's that I'm not good enough, I'm invisible, I'm a burden, um, I have, I'm not worthy. Mm. You know, those are very common false identities that we acquire. We don't even realize that we've acquired them as, in our younger years. And so we take them and we covertly um, show up with that identity or that false center. And so we, innately at that point, look externally for those validations. We innately look outside of ourselves to determine whether what we're doing is okay. You know, as a, as a recovering people pleaser, I know this very well, right? It's, it's this constant, am I, am I mothering? Okay. Am I being a good wife? Am I being a good, you know, employee? Am I good um, business owner? All of the things you look outside of yourself and it's so important to be able to, to really go from the inside out, you know, really, be able to stand in your own self, your own authentic self, your own power, and to recognize how you show up is exactly the right way because you're showing up that way. It's interesting because when you're talking there, you know, we go back to our school years. You know, I can completely see school age kids outsourcing their self worth, but you're saying it happens a lot in adults too. And I think people listening to this conversation are going, Really? It happens in adults? I mean, we can identify with kids, but talk to us about the adults outsourcing their self-worth. Yeah, I mean, it just as I mentioned, it's, you know, some of us who are moms will wonder if we're being a good enough mom. Mm. And so we wait for someone to be like, oh, my gosh, you're such a great mom. <laughs> well, really, you know, you needed your mother-in-law to tell you you were a great mom or were you already <laughs> a great mom, right? <laughs> That's it, interesting. The way that we show up, you know, are we are we a good spouse? Again, it's where are you getting that from? Do you, you need to learn how to, again, recognize how you're showing up? Are you being authentic? Are you living with an integrity? Are you living to your values? Being able to self-source that rather than look for somebody else to say, oh, you're such a good wife. You're such a good husband. What a great father you are. You know, things like that. And that's how it shows up in adulthood. Even employees waiting for your boss to always tell you you're a really good employee. Mm. It's, well, how are you showing up at work? Do you feel good about the work that you're doing? Are you working within your own integrity? Again, getting to that point where you can self-source your worth and you're not constantly looking for that, that validation from somewhere outside of yourself. I see a lot of people comparing themselves to others. All oh, they get more likes, they get more comments, they get more views, they they have a better camera, they do better video captioning, you know, and it's like, you know, who cares? First of all, you don't even know if those views are legit because one thing I find very disturbing is a view on, I think LinkedIn is three seconds on Facebook at zero. Wait, what? How do you watch a video for zero seconds? So I, I think people, it's one of the reasons why I'm a big proponent of getting rid of the metrics on social media because people are judging a post or a video or whatever the case may be by how many likes or comments or whatever. And I don't think you should judge on that. You should look at the post and go, I think this is a quality post. Not what other people think, but I see people comparing themselves all the time. Like you, to your point, they did it better. They're a better father because they go to their, they spend uh, every weekend with their kids playing soccer, but maybe they're not home during a week, but you are. 
And so I really love how you brought that up. We need to look inside ourselves and say, you know what? I'm pretty good. I'm doing a really good job right now, and I don't need anybody else's approval. Zero. And, you know, and if you're a believer like I am, you know, God loves you, period. And he doesn't judge you. And we need to realize, you know what? I am good enough. I am not a mistake. I've heard so many motivational teachers say that you may make mistakes, but you are not a mistake. And it's easy to hear that on a podcast comedy, but you got to believe it. You've got to believe it. And maybe the listener has to go, you know what? I'm going to say out loud, I am not a mistake because I think just saying it out loud empowers you. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of times with my clients, it's the, um, I am, I'm enough is a power statement. Mm. The other one that has come up routinely is learning to be visible to yourself. So it's standing in front of the mirror, looking yourself in the eyes and saying, I see you. Mm. That's powerful. That's powerful. I think a lot of people need to do that. And just look in the mirror because the world is kind of, if you don't think the world is, is negative and what's the word I'm looking for? Very judgmental. Go to Twitter where everyone is an infectious <laughs> disease expert. Oh everyone's a scientist. Everyone's a political expert. Everyone knows everything on Twitter. That's why I love Twitter. I'm, I'm tired of Twitter because I don't need that kind of divisiveness, that hatred. And you could post something completely benign and you'll get attacked, attacked for it. And then what you'll do is you'll read into that and go, oh, you know, they're right. No, they're not right. You exactly. are worthy. Yeah. And if you're not getting the good feedback, like if you're not being edified by the people you hang around, whether it's on social media or in real life, then distance yourself from them. You are worthy. You are better than that. Then you don't need to be put up with this crap. Exactly. You know, and it's so, it's interesting because you brought up the whole social media thing. It's so true. Even as a life coach where there's a sea of us out there, it is so easy to, to get into that comparison mode. I did the same thing. It's not that I've left those platforms, but I limit myself in terms of how much I look at them because mm -hmm. there is no reason. And I have the choice. I can choose to engage or not engage, to scroll or not to scroll. Yes. And now I'm choosing that I don't need that because I can just anchor into who I am. And as long as I'm within integrity of myself, I'm showing up authentically, then, and I'm within my own value system, then that's all I need to know. 100%. I love that. Which segues nice into the next uh, generous uh, bullet point outline you gave us. Let's talk about joy. It's really difficult because I, I really believe you want to be the most productive version of yourself. Be joyful. Because you are going to be more productive and happier when you're joyful. So let's talk about joy because I really think it's most people say, oh, joy, Christmas. No, you need to be joyful every day. I mean, I wake up every single day, comedy, love what I do. I love whether people are watching me on my, my social media platform is LinkedIn or listening to the podcast or my newsletter. I wake up every day joyful. I'm alive and I get to serve people. So give us your thoughts on joy. Yeah. So this actually is very personal to me because I was brought up in the go, 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 you know, check boxes, get all the things done. And, and I'm not complaining about how I was brought up, but that's just the mentality. And so mm -hmm. for me, it was all about being serious and it was, you know, you have to work hard and keep working and just, you know, focus, focus, focus. And when I finally slowed down enough, truthfully, being a mother was my catalyst in this. Is my, <laughs> being a mother was my catalyst in many things, but watching my kids just play for playing sake mm -hmm. taught me to do the same thing. I get more done in a day. I get more done in a day when I'm laughing and finding ways to have fun doing it. Even if, for instance, I am 
you know, talking to a potential client and they, for some reason, do not sign up. Why, why would they not sign up? But just say, anyway. <laughs> we'll, we'll pretend. <laughs> Let's pretend that they don't sign up. I now find ways to look at, you know, how did, what can I learn from that conversation? What, you know, what was joyful in that conversation? What can I take away from it to grow as a person? But it's no longer serious. It's, you know, this COVID thing, you know, we're suddenly, I have five kids. There are seven of us in this house <laughs> under the roof. And, and wow. you know, we had to find joy, you know, like doing <laughs> things like just dancing around the kitchen, making dinner, being silly, taking yes. weird selfies with your children, finding ways to bring that, that fun and laughter. It automatically raises your own vibrational level so that you, it clears the mind and the monkey mind actually quiets down long enough to be able to then figure out what the next step that you need to take for whatever it is that you're working on versus when you are so structured and so serious all the time, it you don't allow the space for your brain to just be, mm. <laughs> just be for a few minutes. Yeah. And it really does compartmentalize how much you can actually get done. You know, I analogy I bring is I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. But when I was a kid, it was like so exciting. When I became an adult, it's about buying presents and it's a lot of stress. And I told my wife, you know, we're empty nesters now. My daughters are out of the house and off on their own. And I'm like, you know what? I want to start bringing joy back into Christmas. I don't want to make it about the presents. I want to enjoy the season. And I actually want to have that joy 365 days a year, 366 in leap year. And it's possible. Okay. Here's the thing. If you wake up every morning, you hate your job. Uh, this is not like the gulag and, you know, back in Russia, go change your job. I mean, you don't quit your job today, but say, Hey, listen, what do I really want to do? Maybe you want to become an entrepreneur like comedy and I are, or maybe you want to switch careers or you maybe you want to move to a different city. You can, you may not be able to do it today or this week or next month or this year, but you know, don't settle. I see so many people are unhappy because they get the two weeks vacation. They get the benefits, they get the nice pay, but they hate everything about their job. And I'm like, you have no joy. Why, why are you going, why are you doing this? And they look at me and say, what am I supposed to do? I say, well, go find something you love to do. What, the, what gives you joy? And I think people need to be given permission. So I don't know about you comedy, but I'm giving them permission to go seek their joy. You with me? I give them the same permission. Okay. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Life is too short. Life is too short to do stuff you hate to do. It's too short to do stuff you hate to do. And it's too short to just sit on autopilot. Yes. You know, it's meant to be lived and experienced. And yes. so you have to find the thing that lights you up. Hmm. Speaking of autopilot, that's bullet number point number four from you that gave us. I, I love this. The guest gave me you the bullet point. That you was love the transition. Yes, like, it was really nice. <laughs> and you know, no one guest has ever done that in my show before. You gave me a nice little outline. I didn't have to do any thinking. You just have to ask the question. So what do you mean by autopilot? I mean, when we are literally, we've got our task list, we're just, we're checking the boxes, we're doing the things I put that in quotes, it's, you know, just getting through the day, getting through whatever is on our list, and we're not actually engaged. Mm. That's what I mean by autopilot. And, and it happens a lot when we are, when you know, it happens a lot with people pleasers, for instance, because they're so concerned with avoiding conflict and doing all the things for other people, they can easily fall into the autopilot where it's the checking box. I know this, I, I happen to be a <laughs> um, but it happens to most, like it happens to a lot of us in the course of our life. Like you were just mentioning, some of us are at jobs and we just kind of do the thing because we think that we're supposed to do the thing. And so we just keep doing the same thing over and over again, 
not actually experiencing it. And it'll show up in ways where, you know, the summer will go by and suddenly you think to yourself, what even happened over the summer? And that's when you kind of need to take note and say, well, am I even experiencing my life? And that it's all about, I mean, life is meant to be lived. Mm -hmm. We're meant to actually participate in our life, not just check boxes and say done. You know, it's not a race. No, I see people, they get up every morning they have the same morning routine. They have their coffee. They have breakfast. Take a shower. They drive to work the same way. They work all day. They go to lunch. They have the same sandwich. or they go to the same restaurant. And and they get the end of the week, and it's like, eh, you know, because they they were an autopilot. And I don't think you can be joyful if you're on autopilot. I, I think you it requires your brain to be engaged to experience joy. And so I see people on autopilot all the time, and I've never seen one person says, you know what. I'm operating my life fully in autopilot and I am so happy. I, I don't see that because you're not even living at that point. You're just, like you say, you're going through the motions and how can you experience joy when you're going through the motions? Right. Because you're just, you're not, you're not engaged. It's like, you know, my oldest son, he was driving somewhere the other day and it was lacrosse practice. And he said, mom, I got to lacrosse practice. And I didn't even like realize that like where I was. And I, I stopped him and I said, okay, let's recenter this because that means that you're just doing the things at this point. So mm. we had to do that backup because I, I have now anchored into the fact that I'm trying to get my children to see these things earlier in life rather than getting into their thirties and forties. We're like, Oh shoot. I've just spent my entire <laughs> adult life on autopilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what, what's interesting is one of the things I'm trying to do, and I have not successfully done this. I run every morning. Okay. Six fifteen. Well, it's getting lighter later, but I'm going about six fifteen in the morning is I want to go running without my AirPods in. Okay. I listen to audiobooks or music, mm-hmm. but I've heard people tell me when you run, Without listening to anything, you can hear the birds chirping. You can hear like the wind blowing through the trees. You kind of miss that. And, and it's to me, it's so much a part of me to just put the AirPods on, jump up some music or an audiobook and go running. But I'm, I'm not experiencing as much as I could if I went without. And so I'm going to try to commit. I'm actually going to ask the audience to hold me accountable that once a week, I'm going to go running without my AirPods just so I could, I did it once because my AirPods weren't charged. And it's like, wow, that's a bird. I mean, I I actually, I was actually more involved in my run because I was focused on hearing things. So there's nothing stuck in my ear. And that's kind of what you're talking about because you just put the AirPods in and go for a run, but you're not really engaging. It's sort of like on autopilot, even though Sometimes I wish I could run an autopilot, but I actually have to run engage it. But, uh, and I love, I, I run for the joy of it. I don't run for any other reason, but I love doing it. But I've got to not plug into music or audiobooks and just run and just listen to the world around me. Yes. I love that you said that because I, um, I'm the same way. I, I actually, I work out on elliptical and I do the same thing, audiobook in the ear. But what I started doing was adding an evening walk and without any audio, uh, without any AirPods. And the whole purpose is to, figure out what my five senses are experiencing while walking. Mm. And when I do that, it's amazing how you can dial into your here and now and you hear things and you see things, you know, it's just, it's amazing to actually really experience what it is that's happening around you. Mm. Well, let me ask you this. We are sitting here July 30th, 2020 in the midst of the global zombie apocalypse pandemic. Uh, by the way, as I keep reminding my listener, if you see a zombie, it's the knife to the head. That's a kills them. But 
you probably won't need that information. So give us one or two bits of information, how we can cope, because you mentioned your specialist on resilience during this very unusual once-in-a-lifetime situation for many of us. Yeah, so the things that I've really uh, been talking to even my clients about during this time, because it is so, it's weird and it's uncertain, um, is what I just mentioned about going for a walk is really figuring out a way to to just get get back into nature and just quiet the mind, get present, right? Because with all of the uncertainty, our mind is either, we're, we spend so much time future tripping. What are we going to do about this? And what's going to happen with this? And what's going to, and it's just, let's get present in our here and now, because that does raise a re- resilience factor. The other tip really is to practice self-compassion. You know, if things are changing on a daily, you know, today we're open, tomorrow our state could shut down. It's really being kind to ourselves and recognizing what we're doing, especially as parents. I know I'm about to start homeschooling my youngest. It's recognizing we're doing the best we can with what's in front of us right now and learning to um, turn off the judgment and you know the should haves or you're not doing it right and rather just accept that you are doing what you're doing and as things don't necessarily go the way that you think that they should what did i learn how can i move forward with the information i now have and just learning to be kind to ourselves we're so it's so easy for us to be kind to others we just need to start talking to ourselves the same way especially during this time Oh, that's key. Very key. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show today. It was an absolute delight having you on the show. You give us a lot of simple and practical ideas to implement in our lives. So thank you for that. Where can we find out more about you and what you do? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Um, they, uh, your listeners can find me at my website, www.comedywood.com. Uh, and I'm also found on Facebook and Instagram. They can follow me there as well. Excellent. Well, it was an absolute delight having you on the show, Comedy. Thank you so much, and I wish you tremendous success in 2020, homeschooling your kid, and beyond. Thank you. (laughs) And just before we go, don't forget to register for my upcoming live training Friday, August 14th at noon Eastern, Technology and Your Productivity. You can register by clicking the link in the show notes or clicking the banner at my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.